What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with... His co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. And today we're coming at you with another episode of Motivation Monday, where we answer your questions, go over some of our favorite quotes, and shout out a client that has actually been crushing it so we can go over what they've been doing and how it is going to be applicable to you and your journey. So, you know, without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. I'm going to start with my quote because this is a quote I heard in a book and I've been pondering it this entire week. And it is apparently an old saying, and that is, if it is meant to be, it is up to me. And I love this because me and Kyle have always been big, big fans of not looking to blame others or to have a reactionary mindset, but rather to be proactive, right? Like a lot of the time we can determine our situation. Like a great example, you know, there's just so many different ways I was thinking about this quote. And I was even telling Kyle how I was also, you know, in a book, I was like, someone was saying how, you know, really at the end of the day, uh, excuses are just us trying to justify an action, right? Like, oh, I didn't hit my macros today because like I didn't have any good foods to eat and I had to get Burger King on the way home, you know, like, but at the end of the day, if you look at it as if it is meant to be, it is up to me, you know, if you proactively look for solutions, plan, you know, work to do things in that regard, you're really going to be unstoppable. And if you can stop kind of blaming the world and other situations and just say, what can I be responsible for? What can I take action on? How can I be, you know, the epicenter of my results? How can I generate, you know, fantastic progress? How can I take a little baby step forward? You know, it really works a lot better too, because then you're not a victim, right? You don't have this attitude of, oh, I'm powerless. You know, I'm at the whim of everyone else. But you start saying, you know, this is my journey. How can I take charge? in it and how can I get the best results so I've been challenging myself to see you know where I potentially am you know making excuses or blaming other people like me and Kyle love to use like the weirdest examples to say you know things don't happen to you they happen because of you um, like the dumbest things ever you know like getting rear-ended right like you could say oh it's my fault I got rear-ended but like you never know like there's a million different things right and at the end of the day all you can do is kind of you know instead of being like, oh this is the worst ever if you can just you know, kind of take charge from it and say, ah, what could have I done better? How can I take action to solve this problem? You're just going to feel so much better up better. So I got a little fired up from that, but I've been thinking about it all week and I think uh, it'll add a lot of value. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even Josh and myself, when we were working out the other day, he, I think we were talking about nutrition and I had kind of been like justifying a few different things. And he kind of, he said that quote to me and then he's just like, no, just think about it for a second. Then he was talking to me about the excuse thing and how we kind of like, you know, justify things just to, you know, make it seem like it's all good. You know, like you, uh, you're late for something. You just like eat absolutely horribly. You don't take care of your body. Like there's so many different things. And I have to catch myself still like very often being like, wait, like even when I, even the wording is so important. Like sometimes I'll text someone and say, Hey, I'm running late. Traffic's crazy. But it's like, am I running late because traffic's crazy? Or is it because I left right on the, like the time that it's supposed to take. And then of course, uh, you know, everything's backed up. Like it usually is like, I usually know it is. And just wording is very important. And I, I'm glad you expanded on that. And yeah, that was really well said. Yeah. But that like, that's the best example. Oh, traffic's bad. But like even one thing I like to do, like, you know, cause I've been there and even Kyle, he's talked before about how it's just, it's nicer to be early. Cause you're not stressed. Worst case you get there a little early, you have time, you know, you can kind of just go out at your pace. One thing I like to do that Kyle always does, and he's really good with it, 
like we'll be doing something and I'll constantly be like, you know, checking Google maps or ways or whatever you like to use. Cause you know, instead of being like, Oh, the drive's normally 15 minutes, you know, as long as you check it, it'll say 30 minutes. Cause there's a crazy accident. You got to do crazy detour. Right. And if you're checking in advance, you know, you can go ahead and make that adjustment to do it. And of course, you know, this isn't to say things aren't out of your control. Things won't happen, you know, but like I've always said, you know, just being like not a reactive person and just being someone who takes charge, like you'll just, feel so much better because you're in control. You know, it takes you from this position of, you know, being at the control of everyone else. But if you can flip that narrative and say, how can I take control of my own life? It just, it feels amazing. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny that you brought that up. There was one of my buddies who um, for a while I was like, when I was meeting up with them, I would constantly, I'd say, Hey man, just letting you know, leaving in 30 minutes. Hey, um, five minutes away. Like I'd give him updates and kind of just like, let him know just so that he can be prepared. He's like, dude, like you're, you're so good at being like on time and just like giving me updates and I'm like yeah it's kind of like a I think it's from being like a traveling personal trader for so many years of always like texting my clients like hey listen I'm letting you know I'm, I'm on my way hey I'm three minutes away like um yeah it's just it's kind of a nice thing sometimes it's like annoying because I'm like I feel the need to tell them and update them but yeah I mean that's uh super well said I may as well jump into uh, my quote and uh, this was cool I came across this from um, an Instagram account the Bur- the buried life and they uh, they have an Amazon Prime it's like a very old series where they uh, make a bucket list of like a hundred things that they want to do and they pretty much just spend their life like going around to each um to each place one of them was even playing basketball with like obama um one of them like they they just have a massive bucket list and they also help other people achieve theirs so it's not only them achieving their 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 life goals but also helping others which i thought was really cool i'm a couple episodes in but on their instagram it said 10 years from now make sure you can say that you chose your life you didn't settle for it and i just think that's so powerful i'm constantly trying to make decisions and you know just like choose things that 10 years from now like i I want to say that I'm happy that I've done right. Instead of just like doing something because, um, you know, because it's the, with it's within the rules or because, you know, it just, uh, I'm told to do it from, you know, someone else who uh, may not even know better. And it's just, once again, like actually important to take things with a grain of salt, but like also think about it. Like, why am I doing this? Like, what is the purpose of me staying consistent with my nutrition, getting my workouts in, um, maybe starting a business, maybe taking a class, maybe doing a lesson, maybe whatever it is, like, you know, just, I think the worst thing in the world is, is saying like, you know, in 10 years being like, wow, I, I wish I did this. And, you know, there's so many people who are like, oh yeah, 15 years ago, I was the guy in shape and, you know, you should have seen me in my college year. It's like, dude, like, you know, let, let's stop talking about that. Let's focus on like, what's happening right now. Did you choose your life? Like, are you making decisions for yourself? I mean, I could talk about this all day, but I think it's pretty powerful and pretty inspiring. Yeah. Like one of the best things I ever did and Kyle is, you know, taking, took away that victim mentality, right? Like it just, it flips everything. And it's just absolutely crazy when you can do that. And, you know, just the same, you know, to add on to Kyle's quote, like if you can say like, you know, and even I had the quote, you know, stop waiting, start living, you know, just the same, like, even if you have these crazy aspirations, you know, like everything will kind of come together. And like, even I loved, um, you know, I was listening to a motivational video today to get fired up as I normally do. And, you know, he was saying, you know, stop worrying about like the small teeny weeny parts of your journey. Like, oh, I really need this car. I want this house or I want, um, you know, to go on these trips or something, you know, and it's like stick to your game plan do that thing that will move the needle that will move you forward. And you know, everything will kind of come around that, you know, if you're putting in that action and like, I just thought it was so applicable because even when I started working out, you know, I just, 
I never had big aspirations to get where I am now or to, you know, achieve the things I've, you know, achieved over time. Um, I just focused on like, what's that next thing? How can I get a little bit better? How can I be a little bit more of a pro? How can I advance a little bit? You know, and when you, you know, you're on that good path and, you know, you'll challenge yourself, you'll have a bad day you're going to be unstoppable, right? Like as long as you keep looking forward, you keep taking control of your actions, like you're just going to feel amazing. And you know, this also ties into my thoughts and recommendations because I don't know why it really resonated with me. And the other thought I had was, you know, this is from a book um, that I read way, way back. One of the first, you know, self-growth books I ever read. And it kind of was a catalyst for a lot of things here. And, you know, to re-listen to it, like I'm just taking things in in a whole new way. And like, I think there's something to be said about, you know, not just being like, oh, I've, you know, read this once, I've listened to this once, that's plenty. Like, you know, sometimes like there was one book me and Kyle really liked is a short audiobook, and we would listen to it every single month and every single time I would take something different from it. So, you know, just the same with these podcasts, like you can go back to old episodes that are more applicable to you now. Perhaps there's things we said that you're like, oh, I don't care about this yet. I'm not stressed. And I'm like, oh, I need to deal with stress. You know, it's totally cool. Like there's a lot of merit too. And like, you know, really things too that you found inspiring a while back, like you'll see them in a whole new light as your situation changes. So it can be a great opportunity instead of always looking for that next or new thing to sometimes say, Hey, you know what I got at my fingertips? What books do I have on the bookshelf? You know, it's just kind of a new way to look at it. Yeah. Even like, uh, it's so well said, like there's just you know, the, book, the book that Josh and I are both listening to right now. Like it was the first business book we ever listened to slash read, but it's cool because you're at so many different stages of your life. And that's where pop, a lot of people I feel like go wrong. Like last Monday we talked about our favorite books and that's great. But like, I think a lot of times people are always looking for that next new thing. And this can tie, kind of tie into dieting and workout plans and stuff is like, we all need like new stimulus every second, it seems like. And you kind of have to ask yourself, like if I go back and actually apply these things from this book that I read or listened to and like listen to it at a different point, like one year ago, life was so different. Like if I re-listen to it, since I know it's such a great book, like will I get more out of it versus just trying to find something new and different? You know, you have to ask yourself that. So um, very, very good point. I'm glad we were able to tie that into fitness as well. Yeah. So those are just some of my thoughts. Is there anything uh, you'd like to touch on this week, Kyle? No, I actually don't have uh for once, I don't have a whole lot. I'm, I'm just freaking fired up and ready, ready for summer, ready to keep inspiring, keep creating some great content. And uh, yeah, grateful for every listener here. I'm just fired yeah. up, man. And I love that Kyle said that, you know, it's funny because I think uh, like Kyle said, you know, we just have such a desire to always have new things or, you know, crazy things to update on, you know, but even my clients, sometimes I get a check in and they'll be like, I'm so sorry, but I don't have anything to say. Like this week was really good. My nutrition was great. My training was awesome. Like it was just another week. And then I'll respond. I'll be like, awesome. Like this is the best. Like, you know, sometimes not having a lot of crazy things going on or not a million different thoughts is totally cool too. Right? Like sometimes things could just be going good. Sometimes, you know, you can just be enjoying the moment and like, that's fine. You know, especially people that are, you know, really, really intense overachievers, I guess it's a little different than Kyle not having any thoughts to add on. But, you know, I think just you know, sometimes, you know, when life is just going well, like we look for something crazy to kind of stir it up. But I'm a big, big believer. And I know I talk about this a lot, but enjoying, you know, and celebrating the good parts of your life, because everything can change, you know, like the snap of your fingers. So you know, it's sometimes good to be like, hey, things are going great right now. I'm doing a really good job. And I'm proud of myself, like to even take that moment to say that or, you know, is is a really good thing. And maybe sometimes you don't have some big, crazy life changing thoughts. And, you know, you're just focusing on doing that next important thing and sticking to the game plan. I think that's awesome. So, you know, a little different than what Kyle said, but yeah. it is something I'm really passionate on. I'm sure you have something to say there. 
But even like a couple of weeks ago, I talked about like one new thing. And I think that's still powerful. You know how Josh said, like, try one new thing, like go, go for one different walk, you know, try one different meal, one different recipe. And while I think that's great is like, I also think that people sometimes can make confuse something like that with like completely switching everything up. And, and, and this is can tie into working out. It's like some people just need something so different. It's like, you know, strength training is the same thing over and over again, the same exercises. And, and, you know, we just get so tied in with like, Oh my gosh, I need to have a hundred different movements and I always need to switch it up and try something different every second. But it's like just doing the same thing over and over, maybe with better execution or even like within your eating, like it doesn't have to be this new thing. Like maybe you can try a different recipe, but the, the, the staples, the 90, 8% should still be the same. Um, and that's consistency. That's how you get the consistency and develop those habits. Yeah, I love that too. And I think COVID is such a unique opportunity where, you know, a lot of the things, you know, people may have hated or that were just a constant and boring, you know, like going to the office to work or, you know, even me and Kyle, we, people used to always say, Oh, film a day in the life. You know, and we like when we work together, it's kind of boring. Like we'd work out, we'd go get food somewhere or something fun and we'd go to Starbucks and we grind away on our computers. But like, you know, it's something I miss so much now to this day. Like, you know, and in that moment, like some days I'm sure me and Kyle, like, Oh, I don't want to go do this today. I want to go do something else. But you know, it, it kind of shows you even the things that may seem monotonous or whether it be going to the gym, you know, like when that gets challenged and taken away, sometimes you can go, Oh, I really miss it. So yeah, that is a really kind of a fun way of looking at it and definitely a good reminder to try and see the the beauty and, you know, your routine, your rhythm and sticking to the grind. And, you know, another thing that's been on my mind is just how good it feels to actually just be on track to know you're bettering yourself to know you're working towards a bigger goal, you know, so you're challenging your norms, you're working on that sleep working on the nutrition, like, you know, it's just amazing too. when someone signs up for coaching, and a lot of things are a little bit shaky for them, you know, they're not working out, their nutrition's all over their seats bad. And, you know, we start to refine these things and get them involved in the community and curate this change. And it's just amazing to see how people be like, I feel the best I've ever felt. I have just amazing sense of focus. And that's one really cool thing about dieting as well is you get a lot of mental clarity from dieting. I'm sure Kyle would agree with that. Like, it's nuts how much mental clarity you get. Like when you're on your diet, and sometimes the hardest thing you can do is making that transition into it. But it's just, you know, you're so clear on your goals, you feel good, you know, you're moving forward, you get that response, you're looking in the mirror, you're feeling good. So it can just be such a great thing to feel great. So you know, if this is something you would love to do, you know, you'd like to learn more about our coaching and how we've helped transform well over a 1000 people, get in the best shape of their life, strip off unwanted fat and add new lean muscle, shoot us a message on Instagram saying summer special. Our Instagram is at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. And we will take care of you and we will help you level up every aspect of your life, even outside of your fitness. And, you know, once again, this is a fantastic opportunity to get started because summer is here. You know, once again, we can create an amazing transformation in 90 days, you know, at least the start of a really incredible one. And it's just going to be absolutely insane the changes you can see. So definitely take advantage of this. Shoot us a message saying summer special or apply using one of the links in the show notes of this episode down below. But speaking of clients, who's the client shout out this week, Kyle? Client shout out is the man, the myth, the legend, Bobby Bruce. He's an absolute beauty. Uh, I think we've, yeah, yeah, BB, I like that. We've been <laughs> together coming up on six months now. Uh, you can see his transformation. It was probably about five or six posts ago on our Instagram at Colossus Fit. And what I really like, and, and here's the thing is a lot of times people don't see the muscle gain transformations. Like, you know, we have a lot of, um, you know, just women that we're working with. We do a lot of fat loss and everything like that. But 
Um, I think one, like, and we do have a lot of transformations, like muscle gain, like putting on strength and everything, but it's just, it's, it's one of those like slower long-term processes. So like, that's where it's tough is like, it's just, you won't be able to see it as much and it does take a while. Um, but for his transformation, it's incredible. Um, you can tell he's gained over 20 pounds of pure muscle. Uh, and I'm just such a fan of it because like it was so simple, right? We focused on gaining about half a pound of muscle per week. Um, and then you can once again, see all the tips that we um, had put in the, um, in the description in the photo and everything like that. But, you know, Josh and myself have been in that situation for any guys out there who's listening, who's just looking to put on some more muscle, like all these tips apply. You got to eat in a calorie surplus. You got to follow a structured routine focused on strength gain. And then obviously the other part of the stool, which we always talk about, there's training there's nutrition and then there's lifestyle factors so Bobby obviously optimized his stress management his recovery every single day um, as well as his sleep and so so much more so hey if you're listening brother awesome stuff um, this one makes me really really proud because you could just tell he's so much more confident so much happier and just feeling a uh, hundred times better and I'm, I'm really really proud of this one yeah, I love I love this transformation. And, you know, the concept of putting on muscle can be so daunting. It's like, oh, you know, am I a surplus? Do I need to take off fat first? You know, once again, me and Kyle have done this so many things. Like, you know, whether you have crazy goals, like you want to lose 100 pounds and, you know, increase all your strength or, you know, whether you just want to take off 10 pounds of unwanted fat, you know, trim your waist a few inches while adding some new lean muscle tone and development. You know, we got you. You know, we're definitely looking forward to helping you out. And this is literally the best opportunity because, like, literally the timing could not be better. The sun is great motivation. It's easy to get outside and get moving. Like, you know, it's just such a great way to have this staple. And most importantly, to have that community behind you for that transformation. You know, what's great when you sign up for online coaching, you don't just get me and Kyle. You get our whole community. We have a private Facebook group where we do exclusive live calls. You know, it's a really active community where people are sharing, you know, their favorite macro hacks or ideas or doing to get motivated where people, can you know have a safe place to really just be honest with each other and you know really just be vulnerable when they're not feeling motivated and find solutions from that and you know i say it's one thing to be on the journey yourself another to have a coach and a whole another thing to have a whole community so once again don't miss out on this opportunity go ahead and message us summer special so we can get things going but without further ado i'm going to be digging around in the mailbag here and pulling out the first question for kyle to answer because i've been a real chatty patty today but what else is new but I've also uh, treated myself to another Starbucks. Uh, Kyle, the oh. other day, we went out to Starbucks. You know, I got him a got him a venti coffee, and he was so thrown off. He's like, "What the heck?" Because we normally don't do it. But the weather's just been so nice. Like I'm normally not like a really fancy Starbucks kind of person, but I'm like, "Hey, you know what? I'm filming a podcast. This is an investment." The six bucks, I'm going to be absolutely yeah. fired up. So hopefully, I'm spending some good fire, and it was worth it. Well, who knows, right? <laughs> Honestly, like, dude, I, I feel like regret every time I buy it, but you know, cause sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh. But the one thing I will say is like, we all value so many different things. Like it kind of drives me nuts. Like, I don't know if you ever hear those people like, oh, you bought a Louis Vuitton bag or like, oh, you bought a nice car. Or, like you have Starbucks every day. It's like, dude, like we all have those things that like, we just genuinely really enjoy. So it's like, you know, if you're that type of person, like who just, you know, wants to treat yourself and you know, it fits within your calorie goals and everything. It's like, you do you, you know, it's just like, um, I just thought that was funny, but that was amazing, man. I love that drink. Like I want one of those, like those freaking every day when it's hot out, you want like a nice cold brew and you know, just, oh man, that was really yeah, good. I've been into this oat milk shaken espresso brown sugar. It's pretty good. Cause like a venti, I think it's like 200 calories or something like, you know, relative to some of the other ones that are like 800. It's pretty darn good. And like 
oat milk is a pretty cool alternative to milk in and of itself, you know, in terms of macros and it being lactose free. So like I just discovered it. So I've been pretty hyped up on it. But anyways, let's get into the mailbag here. Well, um, first, go ahead. It ties it in perfect. I mean, this question, like, you know, for example, you go to Starbucks, you're like, oh my gosh, like, how do I log it? You know, like people get, and this obviously going into question number one, hey, how do you log when you go out? Like, what is the best procedure, the best way to do it? We have a lot of tips, but I mean, we get asked this very often, eh? Yeah, like, well, it, it's a big thing, you know, like, yeah, eating when, when, well, the funny thing is, like, me and Kyle love to eat out. And even, um, you know, recently, one of my friends is like, oh, you know, Kyle's always talking about nutrition, but he posts all these really, like, fun, unhealthy foods to his stories. What the heck? And (laughs) I mean, if you want to jump into that, like, I think, I think it's a really good thing to be said because it is funny, especially in our YouTube days, people used to know us for posting like monster energy drinks and donuts, you know, but like me and Kyle weren't eating like hoo-hahs as you know, we love the 80, 20 rule, you know, it's just here and there, like you want to eat fun things, but the truth is, you know, well, I'll let you jump into it because I know you're very Yeah, it's just funny because it kind of it kind of made me like not mad like like I know exactly what he's saying, but especially cuz we're like buddies like he wants the best for me. And uh, I said he this really to Josh. Does. Like, <laughs> I was like you, yeah, he wants me to like shave my beard, like I did that. And he wants me to cut get, cut my hair and clean up. Like he's just a good guy, like a, a good, you know, one of those buddies who just looks out for you. He's like, "Hey man, you got to take care of yourself." So, shout out to Jeremy. Um, anyway, so he saw that, you know, on my personal Instagram, I I'll post like pizza here and there. And like, just, I tried a new pizza place and shouted them out. And like, you know, it was my birthday maybe a month ago. And like, I got treated to like this massive pizza. So naturally that's what I post right before this podcast. I just had one chicken breast and kale salad for lunch. Boring as heck. None of you guys will care. No one cares to see that, but that's pretty much like what a lot of eating consists of is like 90% healthy foods, whole foods, boring stuff that nobody's going to care about. And then there's that five to 10% that's like, Oh, this is a cool ice cream cone. So I just thought I'd share that. Cause a lot of times, like even with, with Josh and myself, like when we're posting these fun meal challenges that we used to do and all these cool donuts is like, that's, what's interesting. Right. So, you know, Instagram is one of those things you have to just take with a grain of salt. And anyways, I could go on for days about that, but that's, I want to talk. That's yeah, Instagram in a nutshell, yeah. even, right? Like, and that's why you got to be careful with it is people are sharing the most exciting snippets, right? And even exercises, like if I post me doing a very granola basic movement, you know, like a squat or a bench, it'll do okay. But if I post some really weird thing where I'm on a BOSU ball, you know, holding my puppy over my head you know, while I'm singing and I'm like, this just absolutely rips your core and I have really nice abs. Like people are going to be more keen to try it. Like all the time, like clients, you know, when they sign up, they'll send me a ton of Pinterest exercises they want to try. <laughs> and like nine out of 10, I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like it's just so unnecessary. You know what I mean? And, and it can just be a little bit hard. And like, even today it's funny, you know, my, my buddy was sending me something cause there's this guy we know and it was pretty jokes. I sent it to Kyle. Like I'm not here to roast anyone. But he has this one photo he uploaded, right? And like, he just looks freaking massive. Like you can tell his forms are popping. His shoulders are absolutely developed out, right? And then you can see another one where he didn't edit it. And it's like, what the heck? Like he hardly looks like he lifts, right? Like, and you can tell the one photo is so, so heavily manipulated. And like also with Instagram, like I have one really good photo where I look absolutely peeled out of my mind and I was very lean. But you have to understand, that's me when I had an insane pump you know, that's under the most perfect lighting. That's me all posed up, right? Like 
Instagram is not reality and to shape expectations or your journey on it can be a mistake. And like, that's why we try to keep things really real, we'll be really transparent. We do try to share some of those more boring things like kale salads and my oatmeal in the morning and all these different things. And I know it's a little bit of a side tangent. It's probably the espresso here in me, but it's yeah. definitely something to be mindful of because so many people, even Kyle, he was showing me the other day, his clients that I want to look like this person. And you can tell this person is definitely using, you know, some illicit substances and different things like that. And, you know, that's why more than anything, it's just so important you stick to your journey and like to bring that all the way back to like eating out and tracking with that. Like you need to be honest, like what you're comfortable doing, what you can actually hold yourself to be accountable to. Like maybe you're someone that can, you know, really balance it and they can eat out more often than not. Um, that's totally fine. Like even today I got a burrito bowl. I chose to get no extra sauces. You know, I chose to really minimize calories with a few different things there. No cheese, no beans. Like, you know, I just tried to make it really so it fits my macros where some people can struggle with that or they'll start to say, oh, don't put too much sauce on that or something like that. So you really got to analyze, you know, the kind of person you are and how you respond to different things. And once again, a big tangent, but all definitely things to think about. Yeah. And like I eat out at least like seven times a week, like, and I'm, I'm here to be completely honest, but like what people don't understand is it's taking years of like, even just that one shawarma example, we used to just always get shawarmas and like, just get, you know, uh, Oh, like all the sauces and everything until we're like, man, this is just crazy. So like, you have to understand that a lot of it is just making the right decision. Like, you know, having a burrito bowl, it's like, I would rather sometimes eat out. Like I have almost 3000 calories. I'm running so much. My metabolism's like pretty, pretty solid for the most part. I'm young, I'm active. I'm doing, so it's like, focus on your journey. Like not just like, Oh, I see these guys like always posting this. And like these other influencers are always eating out. Okay. Just focus on yourself. But above all, I want to show you how you can do it and how to stay consistent and don't aim for perfection. It'll be okay. But the number one tip when it comes to eating out is try to look through a database. Of course, this is not always going to be perfect. There's a lot of places like a small mom and pop shop that we're going to jump into. But for example, yeah, yeah, mom, um, mama's boys. What was that again? A burger joint? Yeah, that was a burger. That was your spot. Yeah, no, that was Kyle. I remember. That was good. We used yeah. to go to like the same place, and like, anyways, you go ahead. I'm talking too no, much. That's okay. Um, no, so number one is just search, right? Like, you know, even though you search uh, the the um, the thing that Josh was just saying that he had the cold brew, 200 calories. It'll probably be on the Starbucks menu. It'll probably be a verified thing on my fitness pal. That's obviously the easiest thing. If you go to pizza pizza and you get a pizza slice, it's about 630 calories, put it in there. Like I have a lot of things to memorize because I've been doing it for so long to be completely honest. Um, I know, you know, a honey cruelers, like just over 300 calories from Tim Hortons, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, like there's a lot of those places. So that would be the number one most important thing. But of course it does get tough. I'm going to let Josh talk about building the shawarma because this is something that really helps out. And this is something that we do consistently, even the burrito bowl, right? So this is number two is can't find it, build it with all the ingredients. So you want to jump into that or you want me to dive in? Absolutely. Here? Yeah. Like I did a story recently too, on like the, my favorite things I love to eat out. Like, you know, there's a couple of places I really like. I like firehouse subs. I've been eating a lot. You know, there's one where I'm at now. It's about like 800 calories for the hook and ladder I get with no cheese and with uh, the light mayo substitution there. Um, and I know exactly it's about like 65 grams of protein, which is awesome. You know, I love Chipotle bowls. I eat that more than I care to admit because it's just so quick. And the one I get is about 880 calories, give or take. Um, the oatmeal I eat in the morning is about 450 calories. Like, like Kyle said, there's a lot of power too in like knowing 
uh, in learning, you know, kind of what you have in advance. And from what you heard on the Thursday episode, one thing I loved was that tip of actually taking the time to log out your full day of eating in the morning with your coffee. And, you know, some people might say, how the heck can I do that? I don't know my full day, um, but you can guess, right? Like maybe I think I'm going out to lunch one place with Kyle and he goes, no, nah, I want to try something new. That's cool. Maybe he thought he was getting a normal coffee, but instead he got his fancy Starbucks and he needs to readjust and maybe he needs to take some of those calories from dinner. But case in point, by doing it proactively as opposed to reactively, as I was earlier mentioning, it makes it a lot easier to eat out. And in particular, as he mentioned, you know, some places like I might be going to Kyle's uh, burger shop, right? Like I can't, it's not like a Wendy's where I could just go on wendys.com and look at their nutrition calculator and get it exactly there. So instead, you got to kind of rely on your ability, right? Like maybe Kyle's Burger Place, it's a half pound of beef burger. So maybe I'll log a half pound of beef and I'll add oils to kind of counteract that. I'll add two burger buns and then I'll add my toppings. And yes, it's a little more tedious, but it's a lot more of an accurate metric. Another thing I love to do is kind of relating to something that you've commonly had. So in particular, there was one French fry place I really liked and I knew the portion size pretty well. I'm not a big French fry person, but like I was on that one, you know, and I would have fries similar to that and I'd log that place. Or maybe you'll go out to a mom and pop shop like Kyle's Burger Shop and they have French fries that are so similar to McDonald's fries and you could log those there. And just the same, you know, like maybe I pre-logged a burger and fries and me and Kyle, you know, we're doing something. I've already had breakfast and lunch and he goes, Josh, I'm treating you with a Starbucks today. Here's a 300 calorie Starbucks, right? Maybe I go, Ooh, I've had the Starbucks. Maybe I can't have the fries tonight, but this is a perfect example of doing things in advance. So you can actually respond, um, you know, to that, especially in the summer, because sometimes you plan everything, things will shift, but that's why you got to be flexible. You got to be proactive and, you know, you also got to be on it, but you'll have a ton of success with that. Just the same. If you search, um, there was a website, I don't think it's been updated for about four years, but if you search like macro-friendly fast foods, it'll show like some of the lowest calorie options from all of your favorite places. Cause you know, even I had a client who had a win that they went to McDonald's in the breakfast in the morning cause they had uh, no food in their house and it was the closest thing to them. But instead they just got like a, one of the lower calorie egg white options um, and just like a water with that. And it only ended up being like 200 calories and a good amount of protein. And they, whereas they normally would have got like a thousand calories of like hash browns and all these crazy different things. So, you know, it's really just about making the right decisions, making the decisions for the budget you have. Just the same if Kyle, you know, skips breakfast or just has protein for breakfast, has a big salad for lunch, you know, maybe he'll have 2,700 calories or something crazy left in the day and he can have something really fun and really exciting and make it fit and go about it that way. But it's all just about being flexible and, you know, what's that quote? Prepare to plan to prepare. Uh, fail, to and, fail to prepare. Fail to prepare. prepare prepare to fail. That's the one. So yeah, that's exactly what I like to think about it. Yeah. And like one last thing, you know, to add on is like, if you, let's say, you know, going on to burrito bowl, like a burrito bowl could be 400 calories or it could be 1200 calories. If you like just put burrito bowl, it could be very, very misguided. But if you actually take a minute or two, even if you just have to individually put each ingredient, once again, it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be able to ask the person, Hey, did you do 50 grams or did you do 40 grams? Like 
you will get a way more accurate representation. And it is a cool life skill because now when I go into a burrito bowl place, I'm like, okay, they gave me way less chicken here. I'm just going to log a little bit less chicken and a bit more guac. Or I go in to get my chicken shawarma and I'll see that it's a little greasier. So I'll add a little bit of extra oil. So that's why I would prefer to choose each ingredient and put it in there. And it gets way easier down the road. Now, every single time, and this is where people struggle, is every time we go to get a burrito bowl, we have it already pre-logged and then we can make one small tweak and then it takes four seconds. And the first time will take maybe five minutes, putting each thing, finding the right ingredient. But it's one of those like life skills because for the rest of your life, you're going to be able to be like, okay, you know, this makes sense. And one last thing is like where a lot of people struggle is they think, oh, when I eat out, like they only eat bar food, like, you know, just like all this, like uh, just other stuff that doesn't line up with their goals. Whereas like Josh and myself are like, okay, you know, maybe once a week I'll get like on a Saturday night, like something that's just, you know, like Indian food or whatever, something that's just probably not as good for me, like a little bit more calorically dense, like a little bit more oily, but then for the rest of the week, it's more so, okay, what, what, what can I eat out that takes very little preparing? It's cheap macros are great. So, I mean, we could talk about this for all day as you could tell, but those are the biggest things uh, that we have. To yeah. Just- I don't want to spend too long just in case we uh, bore some people to death here. Um, but it is really powerful. And, you know, by pre-logging every ingredient, like Kyle said, like we have that burrito bowl in there from the place we like to go. I have an ingredient by ingredient by ingredient. So like Kyle said, you know, maybe I'll Kyle and he's, known for this you know a day where he needs more food he'll choose to get noodles he'll choose to get crushed up chips like he'll get all those fun things which adds it on top and it makes it a lot easier as opposed to like guesstimating and as you know people grossly underestimate their calories by apparently you know like a ridiculous margin of time which is absolutely our ridiculous margin of you know the calories you do consume so um you know i remember they did a study with like chipotle burritos and the average person was wrong by about like four to six hundred calories or something crazy um but just the same you can have that ability to change it like i was with a friend you know i owed him lunch because he was helping me out and he doesn't like to eat out. And he's like, I'd really only like to have 450 calories for this meal um, because I don't have as many macros as you. And I'm like, that's cool. I'll get the same bowl. I'll make it for you. So what I did was I basically got him little to no rice. I doubled up on the lettuce for him um, and I minimized his guac. And we took my burrito bowl that's about 850 calories down to just under 500 calories. He was able to get something really filling and make the most of it. So it can be a really great skill. Um, you know, if you want to learn more about macro hacks, uh, we do have a really great blog that I will attach to this episode. Um, It's like 30 macro hacks that you can use right away that I think everyone will quite enjoy. And if you search Colossus Fitness uh, macro hacks on YouTube, we have some really cool uh, kind of fun episodes of me and Kyle running around in a grocery store like a couple of silly billies and (laughs) they're definitely awkward to film, but it's kind of fun to go over some different foods and tips. But um, we have an actual article, so I'll link this one three essential tips for logging macros when eating out. So I'll go ahead and link that. Um, I think that'll help everyone out. Uh, Without further ado, what's the next question? So the next question, uh, I miss being able to run around in grocery stores and film those videos, but we'll be back. Don't worry. I do too. Um, Once again, something I never thought I would miss, right? Yeah. (laughs) But here we are. I'm just like, man, I'd love to film like tips and stuff, but it's like, we we can't right now. Um, Anyways, so at what point should someone start using extra gym equipment, like a lifting belt, knee sleeves, elbow sleeves? Is there a certain weight? Is there a certain way that you should feel? I know it's different for everyone, but I'd like to at least hear what point and weight you guys started using them. I'm also considering when I should get a belt and knee sleeves in particular. Oh, this is a, this is a, this is a tough one, but it's a good question. I feel like it needs to be addressed. Um, 
Hmm. We've answered this a few different times for sure. Um, my honest answer is like, I don't know why, but I just like the idea of, you know, once you can kind of do like body weight lifts, um, you know, and if you feel like you have a need to get it at that point, you know, go for it. Um, usually deadlift, I'd say, you know, maybe like one and okay, probably one and a half times body weight is the most appropriate with the exception of bench. So for instance, for me, for squat, I'm about 220 pounds, you know, I should be able to do, I'm not going to do this quick math, but you know, something like, you know, 300, actually, I guess I, it's not that hard, but anyways, whatever, like once I can do mid three hundreds, you know, maybe that's when I would recommend it just the same though. Whenever you kind of think you would want to take advantage of it, if you have the extra money to kind of spend like a belt is not cheating, you know, it's just amazed me how many people still think a belt is cheating. All a belt does is help cue interabdominal pressure. It's the same as if I walk up to Kyle and punch him in the stomach. Once I punch him in the stomach, he's going to flex it after, right? Like, cause he's like, Oh shoot, I need to be flexing this. Right. And that's all it is. By having it pushed up, it's easier for you to brace against it. It helps with the internal cueing. You could do just the same without a belt, you know, contrary to what people think it's not to protect your back in the sense of it being on your back, it's to protect your back from you properly engaging your abs. So it can actually be a really great skill when you learn how to use it properly and in particular, how to properly utilize, you know, breathing and interabdominal pressure in your lifting movements. It gets a little bit more nuance, uh, nuance for powerlifting because there's certain times you have to breathe. Once again, we do have form videos on all the major compound lifts among many, many accessories. So you can check those out. Um, but definitely a belt is worth the purchase, in my opinion, especially a good one like an Inzer or really any kind of lever belt. They're just really convenient because when you're really out of breath after a set, you can unclip it. You're good to go. Uh, Nieces, once again, you know, I used to think, oh, Nieces are cheating. Don't use Nieces, blah, blah, blah. What Nieces do is they really keep your joints warm. It takes away a little bit of tension because you have that elasticity around that joint to kind of pop out of it. It's not going to be anything significant there, but you know, there's tons and tons of studies on the importance of keeping joints warm and preventing injury. Hence the concept of warming up, like blood flow is such a powerful thing. So there's really no harm in utilizing knee sleeves if you are squatting often. Um, you know, obviously more than anything, it's important you have good form, but don't feel like you're a poser or anything like that. You know, it's good to utilize these things. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and kind of just go one thing at a time because these things do cost money. And when you start out, you can start a little bit more bare bones. And as you become more advanced, you could venture into more equipment. Yeah, super, super well said. I'm trying to think of like when I think honestly, a belt was has been, always been a staple for us, like literally, since high school, going above 300 pounds on the deadlift, I'll never forget always having that once again, great, great tool. And, you know, and I'd say anyone who's just simply looking to challenge himself and like, have like a strength related goal, I think it's one of the best things. Um, my biggest takeaway for this for anyone who's just like, oh, maybe I should invest in it is like, really nail down the basics for a while don't jump right into it your first year of lifting you just started like lifting some weights and you squat every so often here and there and you only do goblet squats like you know wait a little bit obviously making sure that you are doing barbell back squats for the knee sleeves um i have mixed thoughts on the elbow sleeves i've never used them i don't see a true purpose in them but i guess they are kind of the same it's just for us when we were doing powerlifting. Um, we were told that we could use knee sleeves and, you know, we, especially for us, we're using lots of weight on our back, you know, four to 500 pounds and, and it's legal in our powerlifting federation. So that we thought that was pretty cool. We're like, you know what, why not take an extra edge? Um, but 
you also just never want to get to the point where you can't deadlift ever without using a belt. So that's why it is important to work in maybe some days without it, or just like, you know, allow yourself to train to a, a certain point where it's like, okay, now, now is the point that I use it. So you can't really, especially like if you shot us a message and say, Hey, here are my lifts. Here's my training frequency. I'm squatting three times a week. Like we could tell you, Hey, you should use it. Um, but I'd say it's very personal. Like, you know, for the average female who, you know, is just getting into it, who just doesn't have strength related goals, I'd say maybe stay away from it until, you know, a couple of years in. Um, but once again, very situational, just like anything that we're asked. Yeah, like that's totally it. And, you know, there's different tools you can use. Like in particular, I used to really like using um, wraps uh, on the bar. So you put them wrist wraps, you put them around your wrist. Um, sorry, straps. Straps is a different yeah. thing than wrist straps. Straps. So you'd rip it around your um, wrist and then it would go over the bar and it would negate you needing to use as much grip. It'd be a little easier on your hands. And the problem with that is I really limited my ability to improve my uh, grip strength because usually new lifters are stronger than their grip for quite a while, but it's kind of a good thing to push through. And that's why I program a lot of forearm work um, for my clients uh, because I really do like to build grip strength, uh, you know, more than anything right at the start. It's definitely something I really do encourage. Um, but just the same, you know, if you're someone who wants to use them, that's totally fine. And like, you can work against it too by maybe you only use it for your top sets. Maybe you don't use your belt for a couple of your warm ups or you practice bracing without it. Like for me, I'll usually do one plate, two plate belt list for squat and uh, deadlift. Once again, I can do a lot. So that is something kind of going on there. But um, yeah, once again, like just obviously, like Kyle said, don't crutch anything, you know, be able to challenge things. I definitely don't like squatting without my squat shoes or knee sleeves. That's not to say I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, so it, this is where it gets very personal and the, it depends answer comes in. It's definitely easier to help my clients and to give a general answer, but I do love this question because I think it was pretty awesome. Yeah, super well said. And I figured we would just jump into this last one real quickly. I know this has been a longer episode, so hopefully everyone's enjoying the real talks and the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 bla not blabbering, but the, um, the conversations that we've been having here. So we got asked, I have not listened to all the episodes yet. So you guys probably covered this, but what are the best things to do outside of the gym to have that active life, a lifestyle, for example, hiking, kayaking, bicycle, what else? And they had said no sports included. So as soon as I read it, I was about to suggest sports. Like I love playing basketball, like tennis, like um, lately been playing some spike ball and stuff with buddies. So I'm not going to talk, uh, talk about that, but I will say, uh, and I know Josh will agree with this. Um, hiking is one of the best things you can ever do. Um, easy on the body and probably one of the greatest things for your mind as well. So um, I know he does this as well, but I'd say maybe at least once a week, setting aside two hours on a weekend morning or whatever it is to go with family, friends and go for some sort of hike in nature. That's probably the best answer I'd have. Um, I'm a huge fan of paddleboarding. I, I've just really enjoyed that. I'll try to do that once or twice a week in the morning um, as well as bicycle um, I've been borrowing a buddy's bike and just going for 20 kilometer rides in the morning. And that's felt really good. I, I like biking because it's, it's easy on the body. I'd say, um, running once again, you guys all know my thoughts. I do a lot of it, but it is definitely tough on the body. And I would just say walking as well. Everyone hears us talk about walking, but those are my biggest things, you know, hiking, kayaking, um, paddleboarding, biking, um, walking, all that stuff. Uh, is there anything else that I'm missing out here aside from sports? Really just whatever you like to do, honestly. Yeah. Like the problem is I can kind of go off this over this all day and tomorrow. 
you know, like I like to do a bunch of little random things. Like I like to play around on like a skateboard and do all these different things, but literally anything can be like, even today I was cutting my grass and it just took so long. It was so fiscal it's brutal, but you know, like really anything you, you kind of want to do, go explore. Like Kyle was saying, you know, try something new, have some fun. Um, you know, there's just really like, as long as you keep an open mind and you want to try like some new things, there really are a lot of amazing things you can kind of jump into. And it's just, it's so different for everyone. Um, you know, obviously we talked a lot about even how Kyle took up snowboarding in the winter. It's different, obviously in the summer, but you know, it is fun to have that new challenge to overcome it, to be a rookie at something and learn your way into becoming someone who has skill in it. Um, but I think, you know, it's a skill you can apply everywhere in life that is pretty cool. Um, so definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah, I'd say try to, you know, try to like, even if you ever can, like get, get like a, like a two in one. I, I, when I look for cardio, it's more so something that will improve mental health uh, or, or at least like my mindset and then also help me burn calories. And I think where some people go wrong is that they will only do something that's super boring because they're like, oh, well, I have to walk on the treadmill because, you know, someone prescribed uh, 30 minutes of cardio, but it's like, that may not really challenge you mentally, but it may also not be helping your mental health. It's just something that you have to do. And I find the best form of cardio, as we've mentioned many times in the past, is the one that, you know, that you're going to do that the one that's a little bit more enjoyable and, uh, and then all that good stuff. So um, yeah, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, very good question. But once again, our unique cardio app, the biggest tick is just tip is just do something that you're going to enjoy the one that you're going to stick to. And that's how you get long term success, as we always say. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and for dealing with me. I Googled uh, this venti drink I had. It's 340 milligrams caffeine. So definitely motivation Monday when you're fired up from 340 milligrams caffeine plus my C4 plus a coffee in the morning. So uh, definitely uh, fired up. So I hope everyone else is fired up after this episode too. Uh, go out and crush it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you in the next episode. Peace out. Peace and love always.